two weeks before the epic, you're in such a tunnel. Um, everything is just about this race. You know, you build up this tension. It's really a physical tension that you build up. You're getting ready and you, you think about just this race, basically. You're listening to the Match Kit Cast with me, Ben Karpinski, bringing you closer to the athletes on the matchkit.co platform. This week's guest is Ariane Luti. Now, she is a five-time Cape Epic winner and a four-time Swiss XCM champion as well. Now, mountain biking is a beautiful sport. Obviously, from a recreational sense, it's very popular with people. But at this level, and where Ariane is as an athlete, there is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And uh, it's something to really be admired. Ariane, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, this is such an incredibly demanding sport, and it's a sport that you only sort of turn pro in 26, at the age of 26. What, what drew you to it? You know, it's not exactly the most natural of sports for many people. <laughs> um, well, I was living in Switzerland still at that time. I used to be a swimmer for a very long time. I um, was a competitive swimmer for about eight years. I became a coach then in swimming and I picked up uh, sports studies um, where I just got to do everything and anything. I actually once had a lesson or we had a camp where we uh, did mountain biking, but I was absolutely useless. I was super scared in the technical stuff. But then uh, I got a bit into triathlon doing my studies and, but just on the roads and but there is a triathlon in my hometown where I was living um, that included mountain biking as well. So it was actually with four disciplines and I really just wanted to do this once. So I had to pick up mountain biking properly. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't the most technical route, uh, fortunately. Um, so I basically just had to manage this one downhill. Um, but I started training for it. And actually, when I started training for it, I just really enjoyed being out in the mountains away from the traffic in nature. Um, I did a bit of a training camp for it in the Swiss Alps, and I absolutely uh, fell in love with it. Tell, tell us about how the, the, the love affair with the Cape Epic started. Of course, you are from Switzerland, you live in Switzerland, but South Africa did have quite a special place in your heart. So how did this, the, the beginnings of this race come to you? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a longer story, actually. Um, I, I got a sponsorship from a bike shop here in Switzerland um, after I've done this triathlon, which went pretty okay. And um, he was the former mechanic of Christoph Sauser. So he was uh, fixing the bikes of Christoph in his past. And he came to uh, South Africa several times before and Christoph Sauser always asked him to come and do the Cape Epic, but that wouldn't fit with his um, bike shop uh, schedule. And then he uh, aimed for the Cape Pioneer Trek, uh, which is later in the year, which worked better. And he needed a partner. So he asked me to join him for this race. And that's actually how I came to South Africa for the very first time. Uh, that was end of 2010. And riding this race, I um, met my ex-husband, Eric Kleinhans. And yeah, it was a real love story. We fell in love immediately and I was over the moon. And uh, obviously I wanted to spend as much time as possible with him. So uh, he managed to get me into a team, a team that he basically started uh, for 2011. And I was like, well, that's it. You know, I can be a professional mountain biker. I would never have thought that. 
and I can see him, I can be with him. So two months later, after the Cape Piney trek, I moved down to South Africa and there I was. Wow. <laughs> uh, suddenly a professional mountain biker after just have finished my studies and um, basically just being a swimming coach, uh, living in Switzerland, I moved down to South Africa and started being a professional mountain biker. That sounds like an incredible leap, but obviously someone as dedicated and diligent as you is what's possible. Now, when it comes to training for such a thing like this, now we all know that Absolute Cape Epic is an incredible test for all riders, but now you're doing it with a partner. Are you literally training flat out with the partner every single day? Or is it about sort of like bringing the best of your, what you could to a partnership and then seeing how it goes on the race itself? Look, ideally one would train more together than what I normally did and used to do, uh, especially with Annika. We basically just um, hit it from the start. Well, we actually did the Cape Piney trek together first, uh, which was really a great experience to get to know each other better, uh, to then go into the big one. I think actually a racing situation, uh, like basically doing a test race before, is even better than just training together a lot, uh, because one really only knows in the racing situation how how things play out. Because in training, one doesn't quite uh, figure out the strengths and weaknesses as much as in a racing situation. Right. Um, we never really trained that much together. Actually, basically nothing. Um, but yeah, we kind of got to know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we were a very good match in terms of our abilities. Um, well, she's anyway, just an incredible rider, you know? I mean, anyone who could possibly ride with her would benefit from her in incredible strengths. So I was just incredibly lucky actually to, to get to ride with her, who is probably the strongest woman um, doing this race. I mean, she's won it five times in a row now. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I was, I was lucky to be with her and, um, yeah, get to do the race with her. Now, Annika, you're mentioning here is Annika Langfeld. You guys, sorry, Langfeld, you guys won it three times in a row, well, th three times together, which is an incredible kind of thing to look back on. And you must have the most incredible memories and stories. That I, when, when you go through this, I mean, how strategic is it? Um, because you obviously know what the route is and you know what challenges there might be out there. Suddenly you add some wind and some rain and this does make this event so incredibly grueling. Do you guys have like a daily sort of strategy or is it again, it's about a sport just being one of those things that it'll just throw something on you in a day and you need to kind of react? Look, I mean, you do... I mean, we've got quite a lot of, I already had quite a lot of experience going into the race, just with stage racing as such. I mean, you, you obviously need to know a lot about like recovery, how to do this. And um, I mean, we had a really professional setup or, or every time, um, you know, someone looking after the bike, it's incredibly important. Uh, we had massage therapists looking after our bodies. Um, and then just from a racing perspective, yeah, you look maybe just a little bit all over uh, the stages and see a little bit, okay, here it's going to get really, really hard. We definitely need to <laughs> pace that one really well. And uh, when there was a time trial, you know, okay, here you've got to be ready to suffer a lot because the higher intensity will give you a lot of pain. Um, but actually, you just go into this thing and you take day by day. Uh, you, you don't want to think about day eight when you're on day two. You know, you just really sure. think about day two and see, okay, um, 
yeah, there's, for example, a long stretch of flat, you know, here we need to see that we can save some energy, possibly still stay with another, with another team. That's the kind of things that you look at. You just want to save energy where you can. Obviously, you're planning the nutrition part of it, um, just to make sure that you, you fueled all the way through, because that's absolutely crucial in a race like this. If you're out of fuel, you're, you're basically <laughs> standing still. So uh, that's the kind of most important things. But then, you know, whatever the race throws at you, you, you just try and cope with it as good as you can in the moment. Uh, we had definitely a lot of bad luck uh, during our partnership. and. I was sometimes in really on the edge coping with it. And I was very happy to have such a solid rider next to me, uh, mentally also really strong coping with that. Uh, that helped me a lot. Um, yeah, she never threw in the towel and basically encouraged me like, let's do this, we can do this. And uh, yeah, we overcame quite a few obstacles like that. Now it's 2020. You have prepared for the Cape Epic, uh, in a, a race you've had a love affair and obviously a huge amount of success with. 2020 would have been significant because it would have been your 10th time in racing this event. Tell us a bit about how deflating it must have been to know that all the preparation was there, you were here ready to go, and then obviously the COVID pandemic put a stop to all of that. Yeah, it was actually really interesting because two weeks before the Epic, you're in such a tunnel. Um, Everything is just about this race, at least for me. Um, you know, you build up this tension. It's really a physical tension that you build up. You're getting ready and you, you think about just this race, basically. Um, so actually this whole COVID thing, the pandemic went completely past me. Sure, I was reading some news in the evening in Switzerland. It was already quite bad. Italy is really close to Switzerland and there it was incredibly bad. Um, so, but, but you don't, it doesn't really get to you. I mean, there's absolutely no option that this race wouldn't happen because if it would, um, if it would not happen, you would immediately lose this tension. And um, <laughs> then, then you would basically not be as prepared. So there was absolutely no question that it would not happen. Um, but then when it got canceled, it's immediately like all this tension falls away. And it's such a weird feeling, physical feeling. Um, one really drops down and it's, a, it's almost a bit like a depression right afterwards. Oh. The day after, you basically feel really down. And I, I was just questioning myself the whole time. How could I have raced, you know? Uh, it, it would have been impossible to race the next day because all this tension went away. Mm. And you're wondering, like, am I just bad in shape? And how would I have done this race in this... Uh, physical sensation um, but actually it's just because yeah this news came in and because you you don't have to be prepared anymore it's quite interesting how it works but normally we have this same feeling straight after the race one calls it the after race blues or whatever something like that mm -hmm. um, and actually it's quite a lot more difficult to cope with it then because you're at the same time, you're completely exhausted from eight days of racing. So in general, it's a lot more easy to cope with this kind of feeling when you're in top shape. <laughs> so it wasn't really that bad. And immediately, you know, we could shift things around. And actually, when I opened up my eyes and um, realized what this pandemic may mean, um, 
yeah, I was completely fine with the fact that this race had to be cancelled uh, just for the, the greater good. Well, speaking of the greater good, there's something that you obviously shifted your mind to quite quickly. Now, tell us a bit more about Epic Solidarity, because this sounds like something that a very, um, sort of a, like a person in touch with their sport would, would jump on. Well, after I actually realized, you know, what this uh, pandemic means, I was, I was really, really worried about South Africa. You know, I know a little bit. I don't really know, I've never lived in a township, but I can just imagine, you know, how uh, a virus like this would hit um, people in a township. Uh, they, they're just absolutely vulnerable and yeah, they, they're not protected at all. They don't have the hygienic facilities like we have. Um, I was incredibly worried about just basically my friends as well that I know from, from Kayamandi, for example. and. I just felt I wanted to do something. I couldn't just let this thing happen. Um, I felt so helpless and I actually had a lot of sleepless nights about it. Um, I was incredibly worried. So I was just trying to figure out what, what I could do. And I did feel, you know, the mountain bike community uh, is, is quite a strong community and definitely, um, you know, there's so many charitable things happening already. So I was thinking, how can I get those people involved? Um, I mean, they're my followers, so I can reach out to them, uh, possibly. So with my sponsor, Anamat Results and Canyon Bicycles, we came up with this challenge uh, that people would cycle um, 647 kilometers, which is actually the distance of this year's Cape Epic that didn't happen okay. um, as a Strava challenge. And to enter for this challenge, they would donate uh, the 200 rands that would buy uh, a food pack for people in Kayamandi, actually for a family of eight people for an entire week, which is incredible. You know, 200 rand is, is basically so little money and does actually so much. And yeah, we managed to raise 105,000 um, rands, which is a nice sum and it definitely helped some people. Uh, I would love to do more and more. It takes quite a lot of time. Now the training is quite a more, more intense, but I hope I can uh, somehow support them again with, with some fundraising. Well, those are pretty impressive numbers. I think I just looked it up here. 136 riders joined you on your Epic Solidarity uh, adventure. 105,869 raised exactly. And that basically translates into 92,800 meals. Now that is a huge difference. And again, it's just showing that showing the power of sports, showing how these initiatives are something that can happen. We can all do so much more and how you took, took what would have been a, a disaster, really the, the, the epic, the epic not happening this year. And you just see turn into something quite positive. So realistically, what is next on the schedule for 2020? Well, I, I was very fortunate to actually already have a race, which is <laughs> something exceptional these days. Um, it was a race in Switzerland. Uh, it was incredibly well um, competed. So we had a lot of strong riders there, which normally at a race like this, um, they would be busy with their cross country races. Uh, but we had a very good field, which was incredibly interesting and a good um, form tester. 
I almost wish I would have prepared better because now we actually don't know if we will get many more races to race, but I kind of um, aim to peak in September and then October where in September would be the national and European championship normally. And um, the world championship would still be, or has always been end of October. So that's kind of my aim this year or for the rest of the season the biggest races uh, and i'm trying to get in peak shape for those uh, on the way there um what's very likely to happen is the swiss epic uh, it looks very promising at the moment and i really hold all my fingers crossed to that it will happen that the second wave here in europe won't be too bad uh, and we get to race in august so at the moment the swiss epic is basically a little bit the replacement for the cape epic this year I'm racing with the same partner as I would have uh, the Cape Epic, Alice Birard from Belgium, a really good friend as well. And yeah, we're very excited to finally get to race, finally get to race together. And yeah, it's a beautiful race, the Swiss Epic. So we're looking forward to that. Fantastic. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for your time. And we wish you all the best with the rest of this year. And obviously get you back in South Africa, a place that you love so much. To look to find out more about Ariane, go on to matchkit.co forward slash ariane.luti. And uh, you can get obviously in touch with her on the various social media platforms and see more about the incredible content that is basically her life. I mean, she goes to the most am amazing venues and she is pushing herself to new heights constantly. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. All the best. Greetings to South Africa. <laughs> Are you an athlete looking to better commercialize your career? Visit matchkit.co forward slash register and see what this unique web builder can do for your sporting profile.